Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Lovely jobly. (laughs) (laughs) Seven. Hi, I'm Joe Marler. And I'm Tom Fordyce. Some people do amazing things. On this show, we meet astronauts, stunt women, prison guards. And some people who do other things like, hello, recruitment. Yeah, we'll talk to anyone. See, I used to hate people. But this show's changed me a bit. It's taught me stuff. And now I can't get enough of people and the things that they do. I'm just like a fat geezer that eats chips pie in the morning and sells things on the market still. The guy with the toilet brush stuck up his bum gave Ooh. a fantastic story. I have been caught tipexing a customer's car. Are you a robot, Lydia? Well, how would you know? I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> Kestrels used to be called windfuckers. <laughs> when you have to explain to a grown adult that drink is, in fact, a liquid and they don't <laughs> believe you. And we will not stop until we've met everybody. On the show today... My name is Johnny and I work in marketing. Why would Father Christmas say, fuck you, little bear? What is the show about? Let me ask you that question. Crikey. They put something in the the sugar puffs to make your piss smell. Yes. I just don't think you've done a particularly good job. (laughs) Is it the remark I did make? Do you find it difficult to live your life then? It's It's quite a big question for Johnny. (laughs) I've got nowhere to go with that. (laughs) I wonder if he can turn our show into a massive viral success. I would say it's definitely worth asking him, Joe, at least, isn't it? Don't you worry about that, Tom. I will be asking him. Welcome, everyone, to The Joe Marler Show. Our guest today is Johnny Saatchi. He's a marketing expert and managing director of MC2, which is a communications agency. Why couldn't I say communications agency? I like the way you said it. Did you? Yeah. I worried in my head. I said it in my head before I said it out loud. I thought you might stumble over communications. Communications agency? You have gone quite high. Sorry. Uh, Hi, Johnny. Hello, Joe. Hello, Tom. Hello, Johnny. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Before we dive into this, Mm? I need to discuss something here. Is this a wind-up? Your real name, birth (laughs) name, is Johnny Sarchi, is it? That is correct. Jonathan. Jonathan Sarchi, so okay, there's one lie, um, mm. ticked off. Sarchi and Sarchi. Sarchi and Sarchi. Sarchi and Sarchi, darling, is one of the biggest advertising companies in the world. Good knowledge. Thank you. Was that deliberate prep for this episode, or have you stumbled <laughs> on that? Might have been. And it was. Uh, it would be a good like marketing trick to go, I'm going <laughs> to change my name to Sarchi. It would, but it's a coincidence, Your Honour, I promise. How many Sarchis are there in the world? Have you met any others? I Apart from the ones you're related to. No, I don't think there's that many, I I don't believe. It's Uh, quite a unique network. Do you know where it originates from? Yes, but I think it's quite complex. I think Saatchi itself is Turkish. Yes, it is. It is. (laughs) I've got it down here. I've done the research on Saatchi. That's not actually true, is it? What? Your research. You'll never know. Okay. means watchmaker. Does it? Mm. Should we get a watchmaker (laughs) on? That's not a bad shout, actually. (laughs) Right, Johnny, what is marketing? Okay, if you were going to simplify it to a single sentence, Mm. I would say it's the process of attempting to get someone to feel or behave in a certain way. So imagine that you're a business, marketing would help you sell more stuff. It might help you attract more people to come and work for you, good people. It might help you raise money if you needed to raise money from investors. And then you can do loads of stuff to make that happen. So marketing is everything from your name as a business, your brand, logo, website, presence in the media, advertising, events, everything like that falls under marketing. So it's simple, but also, I guess, quite complex at the same time. So so marketing is like a a nicer way of, say, manipulating I think that's a, a relatively cynical way of looking at it, Joe. Oh. But yeah, I mean, maybe that's one way of looking persuading, at it. Persuading, Joe, rather than manipulating. Again, yes. so marketing and persuasion mm. are two words that are nicer words and more acceptable words than manipulation. Manipulation, yeah. Do you I mean. think, Joe, you're immune to it? Like, can you tell when you're being marketed at to? I never used to, 
because I'd just I'd, I'd sit there watching TV and an advert would come on and then I'd be like, oh, cool. and then I'd get a little bit peckish and then I'd probably go and have the Frosties that Tony the Tiger had just... Was he Frosties? Very much so. How did they taste? <laughs> Great! <laughs> Correct answer. Thank you. Good. Teed me up nicely, thanks. But then maybe, was that the TV or was that just because I had a very large appetite? And some Frosties in the kitchen. Yeah, there. actually, because it didn't actually make me go out and buy it, did it? And I wasn't buying it anyway, so it's useless. What about okay. you? Do, do you think you can spot... Like, what about in films? There we go, Johnny, in films. They, do you do it in films? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think there's a very interesting recent film, actually. Go uh, on. Have you seen Air? The yes. story of the Michael Jordan-Nike collaboration. Oh. I mean, I don't know about you, but that to me felt like one long advert for Nike, but done in a brilliant way where you didn't really realise that the whole time you were being marketed to, but I know I wanted to buy some Nike trainers at the end of that film. This is fucking mental. Why this not? is genuinely mental. <laughs> I fucking know now. I've fucked it. You know the bit where I just said I... I I know when it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your feet right now and yeah. I can see a pair of Nike high tops. These which are Air are Jordans. To the ones that you were wearing last time, which means you've got at least two pairs of Air Jordans. Since watching that film, can you guess how many pairs of Nike Air Jordans... <laughs> right, how long ago did you watch the film? About five months ago. How many pairs of Nike high tops slash Air Jordans Sorry, did you have before? Before we yeah. carry on, are you saying Nike? Yes, I am. Why are you saying Nike? Because I believe that's the correct pronunciation. There's no Y in it. Adidas. No, no, it's Nike we're talking about. Puma. Puma. <laughs> Reebok. Is it the Reebok or the Nike? Have you seen that? <laughs> no, Have you ever that? seen that? No. Have you seen that, Johnny? No. We're going off off piste here. That's not even the thing. But back to what we were talking about. The question about how many pairs of Nike Air Jordans or Nike Air Jordans, how many pairs of Air Jordans you bought in the five months since watching the film? I'm going to say you bought one per month, Johnny. Two. Per month. For a grand total of ten. So I bought seven pairs. Seven. And one pair of low dunks, Nike low dunks, since the film. And before the film, I think I only had one pair. There you go. I think my son, Jasper, he, he was all over him for some reason. He loves it. He's always loved them. Or, but I've never really been that into him. But now since the film, and it's really fucked me off that I've allowed yeah. this to happen. Yeah. But interestingly, had you been advertised on the television for a pair of night trainers, it probably wouldn't have made an impact. You might not have even paid attention, I assume. But the film itself and the way that they did it and the way that they put it together and the way they told the story clearly had an impact. Interestingly, times have changed dramatically. If you go back a generation ago, even less than that, there was a uh, model which I think was put forward by a uh, individual called Seth Godin, which was the TV industrial complex. Ooh. And the idea is you get product, you buy ads, you sell more of the product, and you use that profit to reinvest in the ads. It just goes around in a circle. And that's like the days of Mad Men. If you watch Mad Men, it's that sort of What's era. A show? But the idea was it was just if you buy TV ads or ad space generally, that was kind of how you grew as a business. Times have changed now. People have got less time and infinitely more choice. So the TV industrial complex just doesn't work anymore. So in order to stand out as a business, if you're trying to sell something, you've got to A, know your audience, know who you're selling to and the specific needs of those people. So Joe in this case and his need for trainers. And you've got to do something different. You've got to stand out. That became apparent to me. We were traveling here on the tube. The fight for my attention, just coming down into the tube station and getting on a tube, it's like a fucking war. There's just adverts everywhere for everything. And that's basically what you, these brands are trying to win that battle. And the ones that usually do it are the ones that do something different to stand out. If we're talking about adverts in films, the one that Joe has witnessed without realising he's witnessing it has clearly been super effective. Mm. I'm going to take us back to the start of... Daniel Craig as James Bond. Yeah. Do you remember this, Joe? Where he was on a train and he's got his wrist out and in the middle of an otherwise quite acceptable scene, the person opposite him says, that's a nice watch. And he goes, yes, Omega. And you're like, come on, mate. What are you doing? Oh, I thought he had a Rolex on. Well, that's the whole point. Which is what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the point? But in the middle of this film, suddenly they're just actually doing a really bad sell on this watch. That was an advert? That was an advert. Mm. Why the fuck does James Bond films need to advertise? Huge amount of money to be made. What do you mean? Hang on. What? But brands will pay a huge amount of money to be associated with James Bond and those films. With James Bond, let's stick on that one. Can you, so sorry, with, can you ask this section as one of the James Bonds of your choice, please? Her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Miss so, are you telling me that <laughs> Aston Martin... T- <laughs> Johnny, I mm. can't do the fucking voice, Tom. Why can't I do the voice? T- give me some Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery is quite simple. Sure, sure. Sean Connery, a little deeper. Okay. Roger Moore, of course, is just a little more like that, a little suave. Okay, really. I think suave suits me better. Okay. Little Roger. Oh, here we go. So, Johnny Boy, are you telling me that <laughs> Aston Martin, all those years ago, paid the people of James Bond making money to be the Aston Martin, or was the Aston... Like, which way round did that work? I actually don't know on that one specifically, because oh. Aston Martin is <laughs> Brilliant. very much associated with that character, isn't it? And it has been for many, many years. But generally, as a rule, that would be a brand partnership where the brands are paying significant sums to be associated with the film. It's not always in the film. Sometimes it will be stuff they do around the film, around the launch of it. But yeah, that's generally how it works. Do you think Daniel Craig was a bit miffed? Because there was a point where the England football team were given a number of suit deals around World Cups. And maybe because the famous Liverpool players wearing Armani, the white Armani suits, for the 96 Cup final, the England, the FA marketing people seemed to go to the other end of the scale, Johnny. And there was one where they were wearing Burton suits, mm-hmm. which with all due respect to an excellent high street manufacturer was not what the millionaire footballers wanted. And then the next one was m and Mm. And you could see from the faces of these billionaire footballers, they were a bit like, really? Well, I guess that's all about trying to get partnerships that align both parties. So, uh, yeah, if the England players maybe wanted something a little bit more high-end. The the two have to match, otherwise there's an incongruence and it doesn't quite work for either. And then it's obvious, isn't it? You go, well, clearly they're not into it, so so it's not authentic. So then people see through it and you go... You're just trying to sell me M&S suits and I don't really give a shit. But then if they were high-end suits and that lot and that would be authentic and suit them more, Mm -hmm. then it's not reachable to the masses either. So you're like, well, this doesn't work either. Mm. So how do you you get them in Audi suits? (laughs) (laughs) How much would an Audi suit cost, you reckon, in the middle of... I don't know, but I tell you what, Audi have done a a fucking great job of rebranding themselves, I would Mm -hmm. argue, from... Oh, it's just a cheap shop that's got loads of different weird chocolates from all different yeah. countries to actually one of the best value shops going. And Absolutely. people talk about Audi as great quality now. And is that because it is actually great quality or they've done a great job of rebranding? I mean, Sorry to get you on the spot with no, that one. No, it no. just came out like that. You can't, you can't hide these days. If the product was rubbish, no one would shop there. But there has to be a link between what you're selling and what you're actually, the actual product that you're delivering at the end of the day. One of the brands I, you might not like, but I love their marketing is Ryanair because it's really cheap and they're comfortable with it being really cheap and they're not trying to pretend that actually it's cheap and it's really good quality. The quality isn't very good and we're going to charge you for the extras, but we're very comfortable in that position. And personally, I think that, that really works. Because at least you know what you're getting. Exactly. There's no surprises. I exactly. know that you're cheap. I yeah. know that it's probably going to be shit. Yeah. But you're telling me that and I'm going from A to B and job's done. There's no surprises to exactly. it. I've paid for what you've got. Right, Johnny, recently I've had to purchase a new television set and yes. I did a token amount of Googling, a little bit of Facebook marketplacing and then suddenly, every time I turn my phone on, I'm getting absolutely battered with TVs advertised at me. I go on the Amazon app and all it's doing is suggesting TVs mm. to me. And I speak to you as a man who's recently bought a TV. Ah. So it's worked. Yes. Ah, so it worked, did it? Yeah. Interesting. This is digital marketing, essentially. These days, there is the ability to um, track, I guess that can sometimes sound a little bit sinister, but track a user's behavior online and then use those insights 
to market directly to those individuals based on what they're interested in. So it's all to do with cookies, tracking what you're doing on the internet. You're essentially giving people the ability, giving platforms the ability, the Facebook, the Amazons of this world, to see what you're doing. And then advertisers can say, right, I'm interested in people that want to buy a TV and I'm willing to pay to get in front of them. And then when you visit that page, up pops the advert and they've paid to get in front of you. It's usually if you click on the ad, they'll have to pay for that click. But a lot of the time it does work. And it's actually, my own view is it can be, often be quite useful because it's not just random stuff you're being advertised. Back in the day before this, it was often a lot of nonsense that would get served up to, to you. Clearly the danger of that is that it can feel a little bit too targeted and a little bit too much like you're being manipulated and manipulated and trapped and followed but often it's you know you bought the tv do you know what though when you said it was like being shouted at when you went down the tube and you had Mm. all those things competing for your attention i'll be honest joe yes i bought the tv and it's just the tv is fine but it's quite exhausting it was almost like buying the tv took over my life Mm. Because I had so many offers coming in like this, get this one, this one's £10 cheaper, this one's got a different... What TV no did pleasure. you go for? I went for an LG, 43 inch. Is that 43 from screen, like is that pure screen or is it the edge, you know, the border and the edge? Well, or? I didn't even know this word existed and I don't know how to pronounce it. But is it bezel or bezel? Oh, it was bezel. The bezel. So yep. I, th- I think it's 43 within the bezel frame. Ah, it's a good size, that. Yeah? Decent. Because suddenly I started looking at the 50s and I was like, I've got to have a 50. Mm. I don't need a 50. What have you got? I decided to splash out when me and Daisy first moved in together and got a 55-incher. No bezel. Like, it no? was just fucking right to the How edge. How does it stay up? What do you mean? That's a stand. Doesn't it collapse on itself? I don't build them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a sandbar? Yeah. Got the works with a uh, big bass subwoofer or whatever. Did you? Took it in the flat that we were renting, which is the lounge was a similar size to this room. Very small. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the screen took up pretty much that wall. And because it was no room, the sofa was pretty much in front of it. And we found ourselves, I remember watching uh, Friends, Ross's face on it and looking at all four corners <laughs> not being able to like just focus on the thing because I had to move to each corner like days we moved the chair back moved the chair back it didn't make any difference I was like fuck we've got the wrong TV should have got a thingy don't know how we got it. you still got it? no okay, I'd, I'd take it off your hands if you did it's all well, it's a bit late now you bought your 43 inch LG I know but you've talked about how big your 55er is no, bigger's not always better. What about the curved ones? Anyway, we're getting it. They've, they've fucked us again. I don't understand the curved ones. This is what the, the marketeers ones. do. I know. Well, I started looking for TVs and there were things that I didn't even know existed before, Johnny, and suddenly I'm being marketed at and I'm like, I, I need a curved TV. Then I was like, no, I didn't. Two years ago, I needed a curved one. Now I need one without a bezel bezel. I've got nowhere to go with that. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the following a magnificent people. Big Ben Wallace, the cookie monster Darren Linden, Frankie Hughes says relax, Detective Sergeant D. Sherman, you can call me Al, Alan, the Thunderbird Tracy Philip Burke, King Louis Morgan, whoa, Chris Getty, Bama Lamp, the Windy Rhino, Matthew Fares, and Daniel Beers Baker, Dave going back down Southworth, Dictionary Corner, John and Victoria Collins, and the Statesman, Robert Hamilton. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show. Become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. As a marketing expert, do you find it difficult to, to live your life then? It's quite a big question for Johnny. <laughs> I mean, I just pictured you coming in on the tube and you observing mm. all these different companies trying to grab your attention. But because you're an expert in it, do you find it hard to switch off? To, do you know Because I, mean? I we don't see it, or I, I'll speak for, I don't see it because mm. I'm just there, I'm on the tube. And I'll be taking it all in because rather than recognising yeah. that I'm trying to be sold this, I'm actually just looking at that advert for... Um, erectile dysfunction mm. and going, mm. okay, do I need that yet? Or no, not quite. Oh, what about that? Why is there a picture of a woman? Oh, it's always to do with prostate again or weird. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell, what's going on here? 
Um, so I'm just sitting there trying to pass the time. But do you find it hard because you're sitting there going, oh, no. that's a campaign or that's another campaign? It is. In, it, I find it interesting. I mean, when was the last time... I mean, Joe, maybe yours was watching Air. But do you remember the last time you were marketed to well when something hit you, whether it was an advert on the TV, something online, even a recommendation from a friend. When you market it too well, it feels amazing because it feels like, oh my goodness, they, they get me. They get the problem that I'm having and they've got a solution. So, no, it's not overwhelming, but the times that that does happen, it's absolutely brilliant. And I think it kind of makes the case for being very audience-centric in your marketing and doing something different to stand out. You've got to do something different to stand out, otherwise you're just going to blend in with the rest of the noise. Right, come on Joe, we need to list the advertising campaigns or the marketing campaigns that have blown us away or that have been massively successful. So bearing in mind your obsession with Nike slash Nike, how do you feel about Just Do It? Uh, just Do It. What do you notice? You're holding up three fingers. What about this one? Every little helps. Name the brand. Halifax. What? It's Tesco. Tesco. <laughs> Halifax. What's, what's Halifax? Halifax. Get a little extra help? Quite no, similar. no, right. You're missing the point here. Just do it. Yeah, I know what you're Every saying. Every little helps. Taste the difference. Taste the Hang difference. on a second. What have we stumbled on here? What other ones can we go with? Gros de chaud. Gros de chaud. What do you notice there, Tom? The magic rule of threes. The power of three. Is the this power right? Of three. Yeah. yeah. And why is it? Is there a, do you know any science oh, I behind this? I unfortunately don't know the science behind it, but it works. Simple, memorable sticks in people's heads. Why wouldn't just do it now work? Aggressive. Mm, just do it is collaborative. It's like creating a community together. Just do it now sounds like you're being told off. Yeah, just do it. It's an arm around the show. Come on, just do it. Yeah. What about do it if you want? <laughs> yeah. That works, no? Get on with it. Get on with it. Get on with it. Crack on now. Crack on now. Oh, yeah, that's good. That works. Power of three. Why does that work? It does Pyramids. Work. Three's the They've magic got number. four sides, you tit. Actually, what about companies that don't use the power of three? Tell me more. Like Old Spice. What's this? The man your man can smell. Like. <laughs> it sounds like you're reading a Peter and Jane book. You're learning to read. The man your man can smell like. The man your man can smell no, like. No, I think you need more emphasis on the your. The man your man can smell like. That's quite good, yeah. yeah thanks. Patronising, but... Or Carlsberg. Mm. Probably the best beer in the world. Yeah, but they changed theirs, didn't they? To what? Carlsberg doesn't make podcasts, but if they did... Oh, okay. Johnny, what's some of the... Uh, enough of us fucking rambling about marketing that. campaigns. We've got to stop <laughs> rambling on. Let's tap into the marketing experts, Let's tap him. Some of the best marketing campaigns you've come across, that please. Old Spice one that you mentioned yeah. was... Uh, good example of something completely out of the ordinary. I think that was first, that was an advert TV ad, and I think it was first broadcast during the Super Bowl halftime. And it was just so different and odd. I don't know if you remember it. It's the man who... On the horse? Exactly. Yeah. A man on a horse? Yeah. It's a man on a horse. What a smell like topless a man on a, a towel. And it Is was he topless so, in a towel? That's exactly. It yeah. keeps changing and he's swan dive into the night of your life, all that sort of stuff. It was so different you had to talk about it. You had to share it. It became part of the cultural conversation. And it worked, because it was so different. And that took Old Spice, I'm fairly certain, from a very sort of staid, traditional brand into something that was very relevant today, all by doing something that was different and that really stood out. So that was a really good example. And then TV ads, it'll probably be the ones that you grew up with, that you remember, things that really stick out. What, what are big ones for you, Tom? Well, one that came up with Conkers the other day was when Yorkie said, it's not for girls. You'd struggle with that one in 2023, wouldn't you? But at the time, if you were a girl and you, and you liked Yorkie, did you go, yeah, fuck you, Yorkie, I'm still eating Yorkies. Do you know what I mean? Oh. So actually, and if you were a bloke and you didn't like Yorkies, you'd be like, yeah, actually, this is for me. What about you? What adverts that you have seen, Joe, in your childhood? Did you go... <sighs> the Honey Monster. Yeah. And maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think they put something in the, the sugar puffs yeah. to make your piss smell. Yes. Oh. So that you, it's another advertising, another marketing You've got spin to tell on it, people that, where you go, cool, my piss smells like sugar puffs. Did they do that on purpose, do you think? Maybe. It's amazing that some bits from adverts in your childhood just stick in your head. I can't get sugar puffs and little puffs of wheat dressed in little honey jackets out of my head. Is that, and that's that just a, a line from wow. that advert. I know, it's been in my head the mm. whole time. Crazy. Is that, and that exists outside your head as well? Yeah. 
Have you ever heard that, Joe? No. What's the line again, Johnny? <laughs> Sugar puffs are little... You've spun They wear little honey jackets. Sugar puffs are little puffs of wheat dressed in little honey jackets. <laughs> what about umbongo? Remember that one? Drink it in the Congo. Mm. Was there more to it? Yeah, there is, because all the animals in the jungle, which I think actually these animals wouldn't all be in the Congo, mm. they all had a role to play. And if you give me a moment, I'll Google it to talk amongst yourselves, or indeed to Johnny. Okay. Budweiser? Burr. Wise. Uh. Oh. <gasps> Hang on, who was Waza? Budweiser. Was that Budweiser again? Yeah, two that big was hits a in a row. Fucking phenomenal. I know. At the time growing up, you'd just ring up me. <laughs> Waza! Waza! <laughs> yeah, fuck. Let's bring that back. But then if you bring that back, you're kind of, oh, mate, that's so uncool and weird. Mm. But this generation, you're so weird. Why are you being so weird? But yeah. back in that, then, it was fucking great. Was what about your what other ones? Can we... Sillip Bang. Sillip Bang. What was his name? John... Barry Scott. Barry Scott. Two first names. Ha! That was fantastic. So square and so over the top. It stuck with, stuck with me. You. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Is this a, you look at it and you go, is it a piss take? Yeah. They're yeah. taking the piss out of it. Works. And then you go, well, it's, it's worked. It's yeah. always... Silly bang! Yeah. Even now, I fucking love that yeah. advert. <laughs> bang! And the dirt is gone. Was that a new product or was that Jif? Or was Jif Sif? <laughs> oh, fuck. Jif <laughs> did go... No, it was Sif and went to Jif, didn't it? Different to Silly Bang? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were they were. Uh, Why did Jif go to Sif? Because of Silly Bang, the C. No, I think Sif went to Jif. I think it meant something in a different language and they had mm. to change it. A GIF meant something obscene. Maybe. No. So it's a pan-European thing. No, I think SIF meant something. I could something. be making that It up. was short for syphilis. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> so they said as a, as a campaign, it's just not working. A campaign based around household cleanliness. Yeah. I do have the lyrics here, Joe, for the Umbongo song. Okay. Can you do it as the James okay. Bond of your choice, please? How we go. Way down deep in the middle of the Congo, a hippo took an apricot, a guava, and a mango. He stuck it with the others, and he danced a dainty tango. The rhino said, I know, we'll call it Umbongo. Umbongo, Umbongo, they drink it in the Congo. The python picked the passion fruit. The marmoset, the what the fuck is a marmoset? Marmoset. The marmoset and the man... The mama set the mandarin, the parrot painted packets that the whole caboodle landed in. What? This doesn't make sense. So when it comes to sun and fun and goodness in the jungle, they all prefer the sunny, funny one they call Umbongo. Can nice. You, I don't remember the actual tune apart from Umbongo. I'm going to find us the actual advert um, where we do that. Uh, links. The Lynx effect. Mm. Effective? Well, yeah, everyone fucking loved Lynx. Yeah. Think about the amount of Lynx... Africa. ...that was given at Christmas. Which aroma of Lynx did you favour? Africa. Mine? Well, I didn't favour it. I didn't buy it. People were ma manipulated into buying it for me. Was the, or what? they wanted to buy it for me because I stank like shit. <laughs> there was also another deodorant one. I think it was uh, Dove or Shaw, um, where... Again, this goes into the bracket of this is weird and different. They were out clubbing mm. and one of the women hadn't used Shaw or whatever deodorant it was, so was just dancing with the armpits closed. Yes. And we, do you remember that one? Yes. And, wouldn't, and everyone would raise her arms and she could only raise half and then... She mm. couldn't toast with a beverage because she had to keep her arms yeah, down. Just, yeah, and it was all a bit, oh, fucking up, what's up? But the way you're doing this, because you're, you're acting this up, <laughs> it just looks like you've just played rugby and you've so come I'm off the pitch. I just can't do that. And then at the end of it, they go, oh, use sure for women. Here we go. And then her arms are up. Mm. And it's fantastic. Yeah. She had great arms. I found the Umbunga thing. Hang on. Go on. Way down deep in the middle of the Congo, a hippo took an apricot, a guava, and a mango. He stuck it with the others and he danced. I clearly didn't manipulate you enough, did I? I want you to sing it. Oh, yeah, he is actually. Oh, yeah. Do you think we'll get done, though? Like, because you've literally just played it verbatim. But that's exactly what they want, Joe. It's a free advert on the Joe Marlin show. Can no, you still get Umbongo? I think you I can get Umbongo. Mm. If, you, yeah. if you work for Umbongo and you're listening to this and you want to sponsor the show, you, you'll probably get sacked. So, Johnny, we've mm. spoken about um, how things have changed from TV advertising to digital media, but we've forgotten to ask about the traditional way back where you just stick a poster up yeah. or a billboard. Yeah. 
are they still knocking about? Does that still really work? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a guaranteed way to get eyes on your product or your brand. That sort of out-of-home advertising can be very, very expensive, but the potential return of the number of eyeballs you're going to get on your brand is significant, so it does work for, for some brands. What are some of the most famous billboards that we could recognise? Or Yeah, okay, so Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. How much is that costing us to rent? A lot of money. Really? Ballpark? Uh, thousands and thousands of pounds, tens of thousands of pounds for a, you know, a few days. But is it worth it? So the return on that, is it likely they're going to get a good return from paying thousands and thousands of pounds for a, a week's worth? Say we say we put our show up, mm. we put the Joe Marler show, we pay a hundred grand to have that for a week. Are we going to make our money back and some? I think that will depend on how good Girard's going to be. So what are you going to have up there? Is it going to cause people to stop and take notice? And how interested are people in your product? Also, I think whether you'd have to pay the 100k up front because we haven't got that. So <laughs> if they wanted that, we're in trouble. Yeah, they, they, they will. Yeah, they will. Yeah, okay, we might have to think again. What about, you know when you see a company, Johnny, and then you see them paired with a celebrity who you otherwise wouldn't expect to be paired with them? I'm thinking here, Joe of Snoop Dogg with Just Eat. He mainly seems to do adverts these days, doesn't he? How the fuck have Just Eat managed to get Snoop Dogg on their books to advertise? That doesn't... I don't, how does that fit? How does that... That doesn't seem like it does fit, but now it does. They're paying an awful lot of money. So, reportedly, and I think Just Eat have said it was less than this, the sort of figure... I've seen reported was £5 million for Snoop Dogg's involvement and endorsement. But we all know about it. We've all been talking about it. I actually think all of the campaigns Just Eat have done recently have been very clever in the celebrities they've used and what they've been using it for. Because I think a lot of people associate Just Eat with just takeaways. It was a particular type of takeaway you'd mm. use Just Eat for. Mm. Actually, they do groceries, they do lots of different type of different Ooh. cuisines. And when you've got a Christina Aguilera or a Snoop Dogg making that point, it does stick in people's minds and will change the perception of the brand over time. So you'd have to ask them whether that was money well spent, but I think the fact that we're talking about it means it's probably worked to an extent. I've never managed to get my head around the George Clooney one. Nespresso? Yeah, him just sipping that little... The... I'm like, you're George Clooney? Now, I know Nespresso's big, but is it? All right, because so, I don't think you can see in the real world George Clooney's probably not having a Nespresso, is he? He'll have a nice bean to cup. He's probably doing some barista artwork. Do you know what I mean? Not himself. I think he'd enjoy it. I think it'd be really. Right. It'd source his own beans. Can we talk about the John Lewis Christmas advert? Oh. Because it seems to be the fucking biggest thing. Mm. Or actually, it used to be mm. the biggest thing that was spoken about at Christmas. Oh, have you seen John Lewis? And then more and more other companies, like the one recently I've seen is Asda. Yeah. They've obviously splashed out yeah. this year as, as quite a... A low-end supermarket, yeah. but they've clearly splashed out mm. and they've gone and got Michael Bublé. Big oh, Christmas. on board. Yeah, a big Christmas number. Cool, on that's that. a bit to get Bublé on board at um, Christmas. The John Lewis, what do you think of it? Is it still... I've not seen it this year, what is it? It's not out yet, I'm, I'm talking there about... There we go. It, it is. It is out. Any good? Venus flytrap. Hang on. That's quite menacing to me. Mm. This is worrying It's a little now. bit little shop of horrors. Oh, oh mm. good film that. Yeah. But... The John Lewis Christmas ad, you're right, maybe less of a sort of aura around it this year, but it became like a cultural moment in this country, completely synonymous with Christmas, which is pretty unbelievable achievement, I think. One thing I would say, though, and this is always important when it comes to advertising and marketing, hasn't necessarily correlated with success in oh. the business. So while it was the most successful ad campaign, as a business like lots of others in the retail space, it's not just John Lewis, they have struggled. So it doesn't always, get the ad right, doesn't always mean that you're going to be commercially successful. What was so the best? didn't actually get bums off seats then, in terms of getting them into the John Lewis. People were just waiting for how good the advert was, but it didn't actually yes, translate there into... there may have been an element of that certainly over the last five, I mean it's been going for a long time mm. now. What are the best ones? Best John Lewis adverts? I did like, I don't know what year it was, but the 
the monster under the bed. I remember the animals on the trampoline. Oh, the dog. The dog on the trampoline. The dog. Oh, okay. The old man on the moon. Yeah. What about the uh, Santa Claus uh, he, with Paddington with the bear? The bear goes, "Here you go, Santa. Have my sandwich." <laughs> Don't you remember that one? The Santa Claus turns to this little bear, Paddington and I remember it because I thought he said, "Fuck you, little bear." <laughs> But he doesn't. What's he Christmas advert? No, but I think he does. Why would Father Christmas say "fuck you, little bear"? Well, I don't know. That's why it stood out. But then that goes back to Johnny's mm. point of maybe they're doing something subtle here. Mm. That Not that subtle. Like... He's telling a bear to fuck off. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But he's saying it in a way that it's going, "fuck you, little bear." You know what I mean when he's saying "fuck oh. off," but you can't see the hear the fuck. Fuck you, little How bear. How does the bear react? Like he's been told to fuck off. They hug. I think they embrace. Well, Joe, I tell you what we'll do. While you find Father Christmas telling a small bear to fuck off, let's have some adverts. This episode is sponsored by Sean. Baby, it's cold outside. To be more like Sean, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show. Become an official sponsor. Get bonus content and... Grow the show today. I found it. Okay. Oh, I almost forgot. Merry Christmas, Mr. Claus. Thank you, little bear. Does he say thank you or does he say fuck you? It very clearly says thank you. I I agree with you. It it does sound like that. Play it again. Merry Christmas, Mr. Claus. Thank you, little bear. That's so weird because the first time he definitely said thank you. It's one of those. The second time he said fuck you, yeah. little bear. It's yeah. like. Plays uh, tricks with your brain. Yeah, is it a white or blue dress? Correct. Remember that For advert hmm, campaign? It wasn't advert, but. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the marketing of our own show, Tom? Oh, good idea. Like, what would you say? Like, give it out of seven. Yeah, out of seven. <laughs> out of seven. <laughs> yeah. Give it a score out of seven. How good is our marketing for this podcast? Well, on the basis that our slogan is Grow the Show, and it fits the magic world of threes, and we've got some amazing jingles which stick in people's heads, I'm giving us a six out of seven. Six out of seven. Is that fair, Johnny? No. What? Oh. Two for me. Two? Two out of seven? Mm. Come on our show. Fucking, what would you give out of ten, then? Three and a half. Look, Joe and Tom. What do you mean two out of seven? So, full disclosure. Yeah. So, I have been involved in the marketing of Crowd Network, so the incredible audio on demand business that's behind the Joe Marler show since its inception. Okay. Now, long suffering listeners of the show will remember that when the Joe Marler show started, Crowd Network essentially gave you complete freedom to create the show that you wanted. You were looking at the name, you were looking at what it was going to be about and all the rest of it. Yeah, I was grateful for that. I think we're grateful for that, isn't it? You know, let us all organically grow. Grow organically. What's wrong with that? I just don't think you've done a particularly good job Hmm. would be my concern. Now, don't get me wrong, you've built a community of fans who are completely committed to the show and for that you deserve a lot of credit. But I think it's probably more by... Look than anything else. Okay. This is fucking wild for look, me. Guy, you've, you've, this you've, is fucking look, you've wild. You've done all right. I'm just saying, I think that there's opportunity to do even more. All I'm okay. saying is he's fucking lucky there's a table in front of him. Okay. Yeah, but what I'm saying so, to you, Joe, is Johnny is a marketing expert. So, yes, yeah, actually, I sorry. also feel riled, but let's hear the man out. Okay, okay. yeah, sorry. I took, yeah. So, I'm going to give us two guiding principles, right? Okay. Simple. That's Joe. Different. That's me. Bingo. Why are you laughing at right. that? You're meant to be guiding us. You're not laughing at his shit gags. No. Simple. It's got to be clear what this show is about. Right. right? It's called The Joe Marler Show. Yeah. It's not really about you, Joe, or it certainly isn't anymore. So if I listen to these episodes, I'm not quite clear what the show's about. For Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Thank you, because I fucking said this you did. on day one. You did. Day one, this lot got in a room and they said, we want to do a podcast, fancy doing it, we're going to call it The Joe Marler Show. I said, no, you're fucking not. 
And they said, why not? I said, because I, I don't want it to be called after me. I want to go out and meet different people and yeah. do all that shit. They're like, no, we kind of have to use your name to begin with. Yeah. And I went, well, this is bollocks. And they put their foot down and they won that battle. Mm. But thank you for confirming that I was right at the time. I think you were right at the time. Yeah, and I think So what is the show about? Let me ask you that question. Crikey. Do you, have you listened to the show before? Many, many times. Right. Are you asking the question because you want to know or because I want, it's a leading... I want to check that there's alignment and agreement on what this show is about okay. from you two. Right, let's go. You do a word and I'll do a word and we'll see if they align. Go. Every. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I meant more a word but summarise okay. the show rather than just Everybody. one word. Is... Interesting. If... You... Ask... The... Right... Questions. That wasn't what I meant this game to do. Bosh. Nice. There you go. You know, I listened to the Joel Domit episode. Yeah. Went nice out man, recently. Yeah, lovely guy. And I thought that uh, format, what was it, things people did, yeah. made yeah. a lot of sense. It worked. Well, it did. Well, but, um, but we had to do that because with, like, celebrities and personalities and comedians and that, like, it was like... We can't do one about comedy every episode. It has to be. It's about them, and mm. it's, so it's like what they did before. That's so that works. I like so it. So you sound that works. I think it works. Okay. Hang on, it's, it, it meets the magic rule of threes. Things people did. Things people did. So that works for us celebrities and comedians. Mm. So what's your point? That was our idea. So surely you should congratulate us for I'm that. I'm saying do more. Oh, do more of it. I think more things I people think did. I think you're onto something. Okay, so that so you've given us a tick mm. for our celebrity comedian episodes yep. that we do, yep. and for our shows yep. like that's what we do. What about our regular weekly Wednesdays when we've got Terry, the groundskeeper? Yep. Like, give us a bit of advice on what you want to change there. Then, I think in terms of the content of those shows, yeah. content's great. Get interesting people talking about interesting things that they do. I think it's more about making it clear to the wider world that's what this podcast is about. So people know what they're buying into and they know what they're getting. And it's interesting. It's different. You don't get podcasts talking to drainage engineers, to astronauts, to hairdressers, etc. It's different. And I think we need to play on the fact that it's different. Are you saying we need to change the name of the show? I think that's something you should consider. I think maybe you should consider the artwork as well. Bloody hell. Fucking hurrah. Oh my God. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Name famous Johnnies. Depp. Ball. S Ball? Johnny Ball. Who the fuck's Johnny Ball? <laughs> Zoe Ball's dad. <laughs> we, got to, we got to the second one and you named somebody who's not famous. He was famous. <laughs> When he was younger. As what? All right, Johnny May. Oh, awful. See, there's the issue. You keep Johnny bringing English. it back to rugby. The show's not about rugby and it's not about me. It's about me and you meeting people no matter where they've come from and listening to their story and having fun with them. Right, that's 18 words. Okay. <laughs> so let's try and reduce that. It's people, people, people lovers. People. In fact, let me text my mother-in-law... Yeah. She's a fucking big fan of the show. She loves the show. She thinks she's part of the show, which she technically is, actually, because all our avid listeners are part of the show and okay. the community that we've built up. Um, so you're going to ask her for ideas? Right, let's uh, let's ask her. Let's see if she's, she's doing fuck all, usually. So this is for an, a new name. This feels quite revolutionary. Three years in, Johnny, you're saying we should get rid of the current name of the show. What about all the people who know it's the Joe Marler show? They're going to keep listening. So Johnny, if we have to get a new name, so then everything changes... So we have to change. We do have to change the artwork, Joe. What about the colours? Do you like the colours? I've the purple? been banging on about this for ages, mate. You needing to be—it's our show. It's not about me. I—it's about me and you and the person we're talking to. So why the fuck is it called the Joe Marler Show? Me and you, three words. Me and you. That's a children's program. Me and you and the people we're talking to. It's got a rhythm. It's got a cadence. Oh yeah, me and you. And the people we talk to, me and you, they who... I'll do the jingle. No. Uh, hang on, here she comes. What's she got? Hey, hopes you're home safe. Different message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's excited. Oh, fucking hell. Here we go. The people's space. The people's space. People's space. Oh, she's going crazy here. Debatable, relatable. My nine to five. Hang on, whoa, whoa, Johnny, can you give us marks at a seven for these, please? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, fuck, she's, she's got loads. My nine to five. Four. Four? 24-7. Two. Who am I? Four. Okay. I'd give that you're gonna right, you're gonna have to stop, Johnny, because this is fucking mental. She's censored. This is me on the job. On the job? The careers office. Job center. <laughs> the job center. <laughs> is that uh, a different well it's better than job center because <laughs> yeah. it's three. three. This is me. Oh, you've already she's said had that, that one. one. <laughs> oh, she's put I like it a lot with a star emoji. Okay. Livelihood, as in livelihood. What have she spelt it? Is it two words? Livelihood. Live, Lee, hood. Three words. So Lee is a, is a separate word. <laughs> and then gone, as in livelihood. <laughs> as in what else would it be? Workbench. Workbench? Work, workroom. The workroom. Mm. Talk to me. She's, she's a machine, this woman. Hobnobbing. The job mob. <laughs> the job mob. Hang on, this is a favourite. Stuff. <laughs> she's just written the stuff. She's, she's written stuff. That's not a placeholder while she comes up with something else. She's, li she's literally suggesting stuff. Bob a job. She's going off the board. Every kind of people. What makes the world already. go round? Just get the job done. <laughs> get the job done. Jobs to do. Work ethic. <laughs> Fucking hell. We, you need to employ my mother-in-law. Grafters. What do you do then? <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely jobly. <laughs> seven. Seven, lovely jobly. Are you saying this, it, the Joe Marler show is going to rebrand as lovely jobly? It pays my bills. Love this one. She's talking to herself now. She's, She's put, <laughs> love this, lovely jobly. <laughs> She's put, love this, dot, dot, dot. Lovely jobly, a pun on the word lovely. <laughs> <laughs> She's put a pun on lovely jubbly. <laughs> oh, fuck me, square. Some good ones in there, I think. Lovely jobly. <laughs> I think. I think you've made some real progress today. I think I was purposefully a little bit harsh at the start of that discussion just to get a reaction. But I'll leave you with this to think about because I know the marketing has always sat with you two as individuals. So. Um, should be three words. If you're going to rename it, three words. Oh, Joe, write this okay. down. Eat Let's... my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get that on a billboard. It should very clearly explain what the show is so people get it and you need to redo the artwork. Definitely. And I think if you do do that, I think you've got a real chance of taking this even further. <sighs> Thoughts, Joe? Well, yeah, we've got to redo the artwork because it's only my fucking face and I've got different colour hair to the what we've got in there. I've got more wrinkles now than that face and I don't actually fucking have hair I wear a hat all the time so it's just not thing and you're not on it we need a big rebrand mate fuck this is going to cost an arm and a leg is it definitely worth it Johnny? definitely this seems quite big this seems I'm, like I a... believe in you both I've got very high hopes for you you've done a brilliant job so far but I really think oh now he's coming on. crawling back with Ooh. some fucking I think we might need some more help Joe look you and I can go away and try and come up what are three things it's got to be three words Three words. It's going to say exactly what the show does. And then what we've got the show does. What show does. What show does. Three words. That's two words. Three word name. Three word name. What show does. Rebrand. Show. Show. Redo artwork. Redo artwork. Thank Johnny. It's five or two. Three and two. Thank you, Johnny. Perfect. Johnny Sarchi. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. You marketing expert. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I think you're the best marketing expert we've ever spoken to. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. You are the only one we've spoken to. I thought that might be the case. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Do you actually believe this thing about his name? I'm looking at your face. Sarchi's a very unique name, isn't it? Which, if you were going to make it up, you wouldn't call yourself Johnny Sarchi, would you? Why? It's like Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. You've seen it? No. Don't worry about it then. It's okay. like Johnny Vegas. That's not his real name. No. Do you know his real name? Tell me. Well, I don't know it. That's why I was asking <laughs> you. <laughs> I loved him. He was great. He blew my mind with... In fact, the whole marketing chat blows my mind. The moment when he made me realise watching Air is... Well, Day, when I go back and tell Daisy about that, she'll argue that it's got nothing to do with the film. It's just you've got an issue with serotonin and you're constantly trying to boost it by buying things or scrolling on your phone all the time. 
And I go, no, no, it's because Air. Air told me to buy them, that's why. And as I'm telling her that, I'll be scrolling for a new pair of Jordans. Fuck. Just, do you know what I mean? Just to really make the point. I'm quite scared to watch this film now because it's, it's had such... fucking great. But what if I end up with seven pairs? Yeah, but you're not get your plus a low a pair of low tops. You're going into it with your eyes wide open. You're not going in blind. So you you know that they're going to be trying to sell you something. So you watched it with your eyes shut and you still bought seven pairs. That's obviously not the fucking point I was making. <laughs> <laughs> I bought seven pairs of Jordans off the back of that. I'm actually, because we've spoken so much about it, I really want to go on my phone and look for another pair <gasps> now. And uh, But no, we've got more important things to do. Like... We've got massively important things, Joe, to do because the key message I'm getting there from Johnny, and he didn't mince his words, we've got to make some changes here. Big changes. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Big, 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 big changes. I think mainly to the jingles. That's what I got from it. Okay, are you doing He's, those now or shall I do some fresh ones? I think I need to. Okay. We want to sell out the new camp at the minute. <laughs> do we? Yeah, we want to sell out the new camp at the we minute. We're going to do a Spanish language version of the podcast to attract <laughs> 100,000 Catalans. No, the point I'm trying to make is... <laughs> you, get, you catch my drift. I catch your drift, you big time. You catch my drift. Big time. So we've got work to do. Well, Joe, there is one more thing we need to do before we do our massive rebrand, which we didn't realise we needed to do until about an hour ago. And that is to remind people about our live podcast shows at the Clapham Grant next year. Because from January, you can come and watch us record Things People Did every single month. Right, you know the drill by now. We will be speaking to comedians and celebrities about all the weird and fun jobs they used to do before they were famous. Joe, we do have some great names lined up. Where can people find the link for these shows? Well, in the episode description, of course, Tom. I might add that tickets are only £15 and five pence. I understand that bit. It's wild. Don't get it. But what are you waiting for? It's cheap as chips. Actually, it's not, because if you're paying £15, five pence for chips... How many portions? I'd expect four Four Only four? Chip. Well, yeah, but I'm from down south. Mm, You're yeah. from up north. Yeah. So a portion of chips for us is like £3.20. Serious? Yeah, serious. Hang on, Tom. It would be remiss of me <gasps> to not mention that you are now the big five zero. It was your birthday yesterday, wasn't it? I am now officially closer. Fuck. <laughs> to 70 than to 30. Has that happened? No, you're not. Aren't I? You're the same length. No, you're because as close my birthday was yesterday. Yeah, so you're as close... You're, you're 50. And one day. Yeah, so you're as close to 30. No. Okay, you're as close to 30 in one day as you are to 70 in one day. <laughs> yeah. I'm closer to 70, forget the one day, because I'm 20 years and one day from being 30, but I'm 19 years and 364 days from being 70. You're looking at it all wrong, mate. That's such a pessimistic way. Look at it like... I'm the same length. I'm in the middle of it. I am, it's a lie. I. It's not a lie. You're you're 20 years away from 30 days plus one. You're 20 <laughs> years. You're 20 years away from 30 years, one day, and you're 20 years away from 70 years, one day, and that is a long-winded way of me wanting to say happy birthday, mate. What did you think of the present I got you? I'll tell you when I see it. Is it parked outside? Tune in to next week's show to find out. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh, I'm going to tune into our own podcast to find out whether you've got me a present. Yeah. You haven't got me one, have you? You'll have to tune in, won't you? I'll give you some, I'll text you some ideas. It's a bit fucking late now. What price point? £10? £5? Just tune in. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.